Hello and welcome to Beyond the 52, the podcast ministry of North Cincinnati Community Church. I'm Eric, your host, and we are here again for another uh, conversation, ministry partner conversation. And for this episode, we are with Gordon Annapol of Young Life Cincinnati. So Gordon, welcome. Uh, thank you, Eric. Great to be here with you and the listeners yeah. and, and the viewers. Yeah, and it's good to have you. So Gordon, I know you a little bit, but I'd love for you, for those of our listeners who may not know you as well, just share with us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I am a native Cincinnatian, uh, married to my beautiful wife, Soraya, for 19 years. We have four children. Uh, Grace is 22 at the University of Cincinnati. Olivia is 19 at the University of Cincinnati. Gordy is 17, a senior at Sycamore High School. Kempter is 15, a freshman at Sycamore High School. Um, I went to Green Hills High School, uh, went from there to the University of Dayton, went from there to the University of Cincinnati for grad school. My vocational uh, or my educational training is as an electrical engineer. And um, what I did next, though, after grad school was go on to Young Life staff. Uh, pretty soon after finishing a master's degree, Sarai and I were married, moved to Boston, <clears throat> served with Young Life there for six years moved back to Cincinnati, served with Young Life here for seven more years. And when we moved back in 2002, uh, we started attending North Cincy. Um, in 2009, uh, the Lord called me off of Young Life staff, and I began to serve as the city director for Young Business Leaders um, and on staff here at North Cincy as the director of men's ministry. And that was for seven years. Then in 2016, went back on Young Life staff, um, and so it's been four years that I've been serving again with Young Life. Great. So share with us just a little bit about what's going on with Young Life. What's ministry been well, like? Yeah. So the core of Young Life is relationships um, and really ultimately a relationship with Jesus. Uh, horizontally, that plays out in, in relationships built on adventure, built on experience, humor, hospitality. All of those are significantly challenged in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So the shift is, like many other ministries and, and much of our lives, education and the social aspect of our lives, switching to a digital, to Zoom. Sure. Uh, so that is a significant challenge with young people. Early on, there was some enthusiasm, um, some willingness to be on, on a Zoom call, um, but the, the mission for Young Life is introducing adolescents to Jesus Christ and helping them grow in their faith. The helping them grow in their faith part, that's a little, a little more palatable to uh, have discipling type engagements uh, digi digitally done on Zoom. Much harder to uh, strike up new friendships, begin new relationships in a Zoom format. Very difficult to do. So Young Life has made a, a shift to say, well, let's, during this time, let's focus. Let's do 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. Let's get on with discipleship. And let's pray that maybe in a one-on-one -on -one format, we can end up sharing our faith. Uh, Young Life is known uh, really throughout the world for camping. And many people who know of Young Life know a meeting that we call club, which is an outreach, typically in the basement of a home of someone in the community that a student and a family would host. 
um, those gatherings cannot happen. This summer, there, there was no, Young Life camps around the world shut down. Um, the outreach meeting, like I said, we call that club, that shut down. Um, and as schools closed down, really that's the mission field for Young Life leaders, to go onto the campus, to be around practice. In some, some schools, the Young Life leaders volunteer as coaches. So whatever sports were shut down, these, um, these inroads and, and opportunities to develop and start relationships were all taken away in COVID. And so um, it's been quite a challenge as communities open a little more then then those opportunities would open a little more. Um, one quick example, we had no summer camping. So what we tried to do as a substitute was uh, camp, which could be six days long, condense it into one day. So instead of going away to uh, upstate New York where you can parasail and ski and be in a beautiful setting, we were invited to a friend's lake house. Instead of 300 kids at a camp, we had less than 15 kids at a lake house. Uh, so we tried to get that adventure in there. We tried to work. The humor was more just kids being kids. And then, um, and then talk about Jesus, uh, maybe around a campfire instead of over a week-long series of talks. Um, and certainly the, the power in the, the stories of a changed life. So mm -hmm. we had a high school guy talk about his walk with Jesus to these eighth grade boys. And they were, they were impacted by that. Not quite the same breadth, the, the same reach, but um, adapting as best we could in this COVID environment. Yeah. Yeah, the word that I picked up on is in the, in the COVID environment, in the pandemic, ministry has been challenging, right? Um, it's changed things that, that a lot of the, the classic uh, foundational programs of Young Life have been uh, changed or canceled. And the mission is still continued, but y'all have been trying to do the hard work of figuring out now what does that look like. And I want to go off script for just a second and ask you, so you've got two kids in college, two kids in high school, and you do a lot of ministry uh, to high school students, to junior high students. Just how do you think students just are doing? How are they doing spiritually just in the midst of the global pandemic as you minister to students and as you minister to those who minister to students? Just how is the student? Well, I know the, the, my observations support the statistics that show that depression, anxiety, it, those numbers have skyrocketed for the 17 to, to 28-year-old. I don't know the exact breakdown, but they sure. are through the roof. And we've seen that, that isolation. Um, and it's ironic because that's been a trend anyway. Uh, largely, social media and... and uh, personal electronic devices cult cultivating this a little bit. Um, and then the pandemic, just the isolation, the uncertainty, um, that has a, a profound impact on the student. So opportunities to get them together, it, uh, you, you needed very little programming. When we first could meet together in person on our back deck, a group of eighth grade boys um, socially distant, it didn't matter what we did. They were, it was like drinking water in the desert. They were so excited mm -hmm. to be together. Um, and that was powerful to observe and then really recognize that even in my own life, I, I could see that. 
Um, for someone who, as you can relate to, uh, highly extroverted, um, it's been a challenge. So th to get back to your question, the student, um, no doubt the uh, fear and anxiety has uh, really been stifling um, and little opportunities to get together, you know, just breathing life into those relationships. Sure, sure. Yeah, it just makes me so thankful for you and for others who minister to students that you are on the front lines bringing hope in the midst of a disorienting time mm -hmm. for so many, not just students, but so many other people in general, but especially the student because of, yeah, you, I'm an adult for the rest of my life. I was only a student for a little bit. There's a lot of great opportunities that happen in those student mm -hmm. years that, that just aren't happening right mm -hmm. now. So thank you for what you do in that way. Uh, well, I'd love to hear too, just as you and as you have watched Young Life staff and students just uh, grow and change and adjust to the pandemic, just what has is, what is God taught you through this time and through this uh, disorienting season of life and ministry in a global pandemic? I would say, and I'm, this is still pretty fresh. I mean, I'm, I'm growing in this. Um, but being, uh, exercising grace, trying to grow in grace for myself and have that uh, overflow impact others. So what I mean is adjusting expectations. I mean, I was a driver. Sure. Um, my kids may tell you, I'm, uh, I have high expectations. Um, they could tell you, they would quote their dad as saying, to whom much is given, much is expected. May not always be the best application of that scripture, but um, that's who I am. I value uh, quality output. And um, when I'm not producing, uh, I can get into a funk. Um, and so to recognize God didn't design me just to produce. Um, mm -hmm. Growth comes through adversity. Uh, John 15, there's pruning. Um, uh, the refiner's fire. You know, there's so many references through Scripture that adversity... Um, Consider it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. So then through this, through my own struggle with the, uh, the pandemic and how I connect or not connect, how I'm productive or not at work, <clears throat> how I'm um, doing a good job or not as a father. So having grace for myself to say, wait, this is different. We've never been here before. Um, I, can, I don't have to measure my day by my production and therefore how I uh, interact with others as well. Um, and I, I know God designed us all differently, but I think for me, one of the uh, uh, byproduct of this, I'm praying, is that I would be more gracious in my understanding and, and um, interacting with others, expectations of others. Um, years ago, there was a retired Marine general who spoke for us um, at a YBL event. Um, and he said, you follow me down the hall, I'm going to disappoint you. And, uh, and I recently had this conversation with Soraya to say, you know what, I'm growing more comfortable with disappointing others. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so like I said, I'm still processing that, but um, kind of forced to uh, someone who's an extrovert, highly relational and driven um, in the pandemic, a lot of these things that I would uh, latch on to are gone. Yeah. That makes sense as being a trained engineer, as you mentioned, that, <laughs> that productivity would be something that you think a lot about. 
you just make me, I know I don't want to chase this rabbit trail, but there's a great, uh, I just read something by somebody whose name's Henry Nowen. I don't know if you know who that is, but he talks about the nuanced difference between productivity and fruitfulness. And I think that when we are experiencing seasons of, of having less, mm. so which is kind of what a global pandemic does, we have less, maybe less resources or less time to do the things that we love mm-hmm. to do, we will produce less, but it doesn't mean that we produce less fruit, yeah. you know, that gospel fruit of abiding in Jesus, the joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, the kind of product that I guess Jesus is more concerned about. Yeah, uh, anyway. that's good. Well, uh, like I mentioned, um, we, uh, we love what you're doing here at North Cincinnati Community Church. You've been a longtime partner, and we are grateful for you. And for our listeners and for myself and others, just how can we be praying for you, for your family, for your ministry? How can we continue to partner with you through the ministry of prayer? Well, thanks for asking. Uh, as most of us in the, uh, the child-rearing stage of life, um, I covet prayers for our kids. Um, and, and many, it would be the same prayers for, that you uh, would be offering for your own children. They're, they're protection. You know, I'm confronted with this. We don't want to just hover and protect them. Because if I'm experiencing growth through adversity, then, then they need that. So for strength, for peace during the pandemic, um, and because our, our kids are they're pretty close in age, but different stages, um, for them to walk closely with Jesus through this uh, season that we're in. Um, so that could mean trusting uh, Grace, for instance, for her first job offer or uh, Kempter for what's going to happen next semester while they meet in school. Um, so the prayers for, for family, for, uh, for our witness as a family. We were able to have some little neighborhood, uh, a neighborhood Easter service and times that our neighbors got together and we could uh, essentially share Jesus with them. Um, I hope we don't go back to close down, but um, that's, you know, those are the prayers that our family right where we live could reflect uh, the love of Jesus and point others there. Mm-hmm. Um, for the ministry, uh, continued uh, financial resources. I mean, that that is uh, very helpful and necessary. Um, and then for those that we have a chance to to guide, to shepherd, to train, um, because we're, we're a part of uh, many facets of young life, um, just that, uh, that we could that we would have opportunity to be with them and exercise those gifts. Close down is difficult. Zoom is difficult. Um, but we want to be able to uh, honor God with that. And really, that's the impact of North Cincinnati's um, uh, outreach mindset and, and supporting those of us who are ministry partners. Uh, it's an extension of the church ministry. Um, Again, the mission is introducing young people to Jesus Christ and helping them grow in their faith, and that's what we need prayer for. Sure. Pray that vision over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you know, you have a unique role where you have a, um, a national influence, but also a local influence. And uh, listeners, one of the ways that you can support Young Life locally is by uh, running the virtual 5K called Gobble Gobble 5K. That is on Thanksgiving Day. You don't even have to show up and run at a particular place uh, because of you know the where we find ourselves in with the global pandemic. You can run where you're at and be a part of the Gobble Gobble 5K. So, Gordon, if somebody's interested in running the Gobble Gobble 5K, what do they need to do? Well, the 
first of all, check your, if you're getting, if you're on the North Cincy email distribution list, it should be the first item, I think, in this week's weekly update. Um, you may invite a friend and all they have to do is Google Young Life Gobble Gobble 5K. And it's a virtual event. It's a 19th annual. We actually have an option for those who prefer the Macy's Day Parade or the Westminster Dog, uh, dog Show. You yeah. can sit on the couch option where you can make a donation, get a t-shirt, you don't even have to run. But if you, like Eric, if you want to go set a record and you're going to run, <laughs> get your GPS, get your, your Fitbit. Um, we'll have uh, social media options to get that posted. And, um, and we'll give uh, top three men, top three women finishers, get prizes, and then a few other door prizes. There you go. The yeah, I'm excited to get that t-shirt in the mail. That's great <laughs> that I'll have to go pick it up. Long sleeve. And I'm still waiting. You know, listener, I said this to Gordon earlier, but... Uh, I'm still waiting for that fastest pastor award. So whenever whenever that rolls the out, faster pastor, <laughs> the faster pastor award <laughs> for the fastest 5K for the pastor. Anyway, we're getting off off uh, off topic. But listener, thank you so much for being with us for this ministry partner conversation on Beyond the 52, the podcast ministry of North Cincinnati Community Church. Please subscribe. We'll do more of these as time goes on with our different missionary partners. So thank you so much for joining us, Gordon. Thank you for being with us and giving us some of your time today. Well, thank you, Eric. Yeah. And thank you, North Cincinnati. And be sure, yeah, if you want to run that Gobble Gobble 5K, hit Google, Gobble Gobble 5K Eastern Cincinnati Young Life and, and run with me on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Thanks.